Bailey and Harper, episode 91. We are back. Happy belated Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, good to have you along for the ride. Roman Harper, how were the holidays, my man? Uh, it was good, man. I got to go home to, first of all, welcome back, brother. Thanks, dude. Um, you know, we, we took a little week. It was what it was. We've we still been way more consistent than normal. People miss days sometimes. I'm, I'm, I'm having to come to terms with that myself right now. Life's not perfect. Nah, man. I think that's what is life's not perfect. <laughs> Turkey was good, though, huh? It was good, man. So, right. you know, I, I, went, I got to actually went back home. Uh, my wife and the kids, they went to South Dakota. We were separated this time because I had to work in Alabama. Right. Uh, and it just didn't make a lot of sense trying to get out there. For the nation of SEC. Yes. Yes. For the nation. Yes. Yeah. I work for them. All the right. nation yes. of the Southeastern Conference. That is it, man. And uh, so, anyways, so we were going to be in Auburn that weekend for the Iron Bowl, which was banana. It was, it was crazy. Yep. Um, a lot of emotions in that one. And so I just went home, man. It was good. I got to – I went to the Turkey Day Classic, which is Alabama State versus Tuskegee. Big rivalry. That's what I grew up on. It was like the biggest rivalry game yeah. in Alabama State. Like, you had to beat Tuskegee. The other in-state rivalry, HBCU, SWAC. Well, Tuskegee's not in the SWAC, but th that was the whole deal. It's like the SWAC. You got to be A&M, which is the uh, Magic City Classic in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. You got to win the freaking Turkey Day Classic. We get up. We look fresh. Everybody's out there partying, tailgating before. And then you go into the game, the band, who wins the battle of the bands, which they don't even do both of those no more. Man, I love that. It used to be like a whole deal. But people still like cut up and do their thing, though. Um, can I just say one of the things that you and I can actually, it's a weird thing that we can, that's well, not really weird, but like one of the things we have in common that way is that at Virginia Tech, we're one of the few, we have two bands, right? Okay, okay. So we have the Marching Virginians, and then we have the Heidi Tides. I gotta go to a game one time. Yeah, so we have the Marching Virginians, which is just the, the you know, that's the marching band, and then we have the Heidi Tides, which is the Corps Cadets marching yes. band. So we get, we get two shows at football games. It's fantastic. But <laughs> I love the HBCUs. It's very different, obviously, but yes. I love the, the whole HBCU band culture is obviously not something that I, I got to experience until I started to cover college football more. I'd seen it, but I'm just talking about, you know, getting to witness it up close at times or, yep. you know, fully understanding and appreciating the history of it and just how different it is. But it is it's fucking awesome. I it's love it. It's gotten even more different. And you know what? And one thing that I don't know if I I guess I can look at it from a place of appreciation at this point because Alabama State, my, my parents, um, where they went to school at, they, you know, pretty much who I, I grew up rooting for. And so is that they have these things, they have these the dancers, the yeah. female dancers at the band. They used to, the Stingettes were the bad girls, right? You know, the nice shaped and like, like those are like the hot girls mm -hmm. growing up. And now they got a thing. They got another group. They're like bigger girls, not trying to body shame or anything. But <laughs> they are. Like, that's what they're known for. And they're called the Honeybees. Anybody should look them up. The Honeybees, Alabama State. Bro. Um, I'm going to go watch one right it, now. Yeah, it's like, it's a whole deal. I'm guessing. They're they doing splits. They're they, probably, like, they like perform. They like put on. What they do last time, that was something. They like, somebody did a flip or something. It's like, they do their thing. All right. So that is a. Uh, Something to be said. And so it's just really cool doing that on Thursday. Wow. Oh, you're looking at it right now. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> so, All right. You, you, you have that on Thursday. Thanksgiving was great. I got a couple good days of working out in with my brother. It was all good. And then I uh, went over to Auburn, Alabama. And uh, Alabama got a great win, man. Last second, it was tough. It was crazy. But every time the Iron Bowl is in Auburn, bro, it's always weird. So I saw your picture with Coach Robinson. Right. Uh, 
Yes. Uh, yeah, well, I saw you on the field with him. I saw Eddie. Uh, yeah, I saw – yeah, well, to you, obviously. Yeah. I don't know him. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I saw those pic- – I saw most of your pictures, and I, I thought the workout pictures were funny too because uh, I did the opposite of that on Thanksgiving <laughs> Day. But, no, it was, it was all really cool. I'm watching this video still. I hope still. we started tradition, This, this is just <laughs> – You're on it. Th- this, the, the honeybees of Alabama State. This is just <laughs> impressive, man. <laughs> This is impressive. Like I'm, I'm so, a, Kyle. This was not how it was when I grew up. The honeybees are a newer thing. Yeah, and and so it has evolved. This look, people give they get more mm, turned mm, up for the mm, honeybees mm. than they do the stingettes. Who are like the 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 bad. You know what I'm saying? It's it's so um, it's what it is right now. It's just really good. But that was one of my biggest observations. Alabama State had a big win. They beat Tuskegee really good, and it's meant a little bit more because the last two years or so. Uh, the the Turkey Day Classic had been different because Tuskegee and Alabama State couldn't agree on doing something right. Anyways, just messing up the money. They should have just came to a good agreement. Tuskegee needs to – they don't want to put lights at the stadium, so it's hard to go home and home. But it's good money-making for everybody if you just do it right. Yeah. Marching ba- – I- Marching band is one of those, like, really impressive things yes. that doesn't get enough credit because – they're also in the eyes of a lot of people. They were anyway the nerds, and so like in high school, right? Yeah. And I don't say that to be derogatory. I'm just saying that simply that's a stereotype, right? Yeah. Um, but it's a really difficult thing to do. It's an impressive thing to do to be able to march and you know do all that stuff in you know it, it, succinctly with the, the people that you're doing it with, and play an instrument and play it well. Yeah. It's it's got. I mean, it's hard, right? I, I, <laughs> and that's why they get really defensive about it. There was a girl in high school. Uh huh. Me and a buddy of mine sat behind her math class. Now, listen, I was in the ninth grade, and I was a typical 14-year-old boy. So if the girl ever hears this podcast, just know that I'm sorry. All right? <laughs> but, I like that you got <clears throat> off with that. Good job. Well, no, but like, I, I think we made her hate us a little bit because we used to just like lightly pick on her for being in the marching band. And I don't mean like any mean stuff, but like it wasn't that we cared that she was in the marching band. Like I, I sang in the choir when I was in school, right? That's one of the, one of the things my mom wanted me to do. But it bothered her that we mentioned it and brought it up. So we drove the girl crazy, right, in, in ninth grade in math class. And she probably hated us a little bit. Um, but I was, I've always been so impressed by it, right? Even if I don't say it enough out loud. And I want to say that shit more out loud right now. Like, marching band is impressive, man. It's, I couldn't do it. I, I can't do what they do. Play yeah. music and dance and march. And look at those friggin' honeybees, man. What in the world? <laughs> What in the world? I mean, you you said it. They're you know, but you know, slightly bigger girls. So yeah. I'm just I think that's the nicest way to put it. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a bigger boy. Like I'm not, there's no shade here. I'm just saying to be able to do those backflips <laughs> and splits. Wow. Yeah. So I'm it's not that I've never seen it before, but like that's just all of them at once was. Whew, that was great. Yeah. So they get a lot of love. It's like a whole deal. So it's interesting to see because you know you watch like Ohio State has a really great band. And they do all these different, like, motions and these other, like, tricks and tricks. But when you go to, like, Alabama State, a lot of these, some of these HBCUs, like, they don't do to that, I don't even know to that scale, if that makes any sense. But they have so many other attributes that you're just like, man, ain't nobody else doing that. Yeah. You know, so it's just really cool to get in all that. And then, how was, uh, hopefully your Thanksgiving was good as well. You that was good. Food. We, um. I know we want to. I want to cover all that first. Well, I think we're just we stalling, to- so we don't have to talk about the local professional football team at all. Um, I but, mean, yeah, there's no reason to. Um, no, well, let me. I, I will say this. Um, well, we should though. No, I got you. But I, I'll say this. No, we had a good time at Thanksgiving. Great to see family. 
Uh, we did it a little bit different this year. We, we rented out a place that all the family came to. Uh, mm-hmm. We'd never done that before. Uh, we just, because we've had, so we, it's been chaotic. We had a death in the family re- recently. Um, mm-hmm. You know, shout out to my, my cousin, Derek. But um, yeah, we had, a, we had a death in the family recently. And so, uh, that, no, I appreciate it. So we, we did something mm-hmm. a little bit different this year. We just rented a spot and uh, everybody brought food. And, you know, we had a TV, we had football on, I brought the dog, played cornhole. It was, it was a different Thanksgiving experience than we'd ever have. I don't think it's going to become the new tradition, but for this year it was kind of fun to do something different. So that was cool. Got to watch some football, drove home. That's the best thing about it, <clears throat> in my opinion. What's that? To watch football. Well, that and eat until you want to vomit, you know, if that's what you're into. Yeah. But, like, so I, then I drove home the next day, you know, kind of listened to the Panthers-Cowboys game, just basked in that sadness for, like, you know, two hours. And here we are. Let's just get it out of the way. We haven't done 91 yet. We haven't done 91 yet. What, what am I doing, doing here? What are we doing? What are we doing here? We missed a week, and so we're trying to compensate for it. Yeah. That's what All we're right. doing. 91. 91. This is episode 91. Who is your 91? I have... You ready for this? Oh, I, I think you're going to steal mine. I'm going to be really disappointed. I if highly doubt that. Okay, what is it? Sergey Fedorov. What? Center slash defenseman for, when I remember him, <laughs> the Detroit Red Wings. Sergey Fedorov? Yes. Hockey player. Huge fan you of You went his. hockey, huh? Yes, dude. I used to play NHL 96, 95, all these other things. And this guy was straight baller. Yes, Sergey right. Federov. I can get. He was it. my favorite player on the game at the time. He is from Russia. He played from nineteen. If I got this correctly, he played professionally from. Uh, yeah, he played like from nineteen eighty something to two thousand twelve. Yeah, from eighty six to two thousand twelve. This guy played forever, <laughs> forever. Okay, I did not expect Sergey Fedorov. I did yeah. not expect this kind of passionate, yes. you know, description of his career. And he's he's considered probably as one of the top wow. playoff players of all time, Sergey Fedorov. Yes, I, I'm not saying that yours is better than mine. All right, <laughs> but I am saying it's a hell of a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. All right, um, you ready for mine? I'm ready. The worm. I knew it. You knew it? How'd you did you that's why I thought you were gonna take it. No. I You knew I, I was going with Dennis Rodman. Yeah, I saw it. It was too it's too much of a layup. I said, you know what? Let me let me just dig a little bit deeper. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, that Sergey Fedorov just hit me. Shout out to Kevin Green, too, who's another great um big fan of his. He was like the original uh white guy baller with long hair in the league. We got a lot of them now. <laughs> We do but, have a lot of them now. Yeah, it's a lot more now. <laughs> we do have a lot you know of them. You know what I'm now. saying? Yeah. But he's like the original. He and was so, the original. Yeah, so he's goaded. You know what I'm saying? I, I remember seeing that for the first time as a kid. <laughs> and I was like, I I don't hate it, but it scares me a little bit. <laughs> See? It tells you. We got a lot more now. But he's the original. A lot of Kyle Kuzma's running around right <laughs> now. <laughs> Is that even right? I think, are they similar? I don't no, even know. If, no, no, they're not, not Kyle similar. Kuzma. It's more, I would say, uh, Clay Matthews. Um, who else? Oh, no, I was thinking of Rodman when you said that. Oh, you're talking about Rodman. Yeah, who are you talking about? Kevin Green. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that. No. I was. I looked over at the t- – I, I got caught up you're in this. You're talking about uh, the Worms, yes. It is a lot more. I, I consider Russell I'm Westbrook. Sorry. I would consider James Harden a little bit of a, a different personality. I mean – you can't say that about Kyrie Irving. No, you can't. You can't. I, I heard something else. I got distracted by this replay of Clemson in South Carolina. Um, all right, Sorry, so I got it up. 
I heard I heard that Clemson was trying to uh, get after South Carolina a little bit, so I want to see it. I don't know. It. We'll come back to it, but it, probably not. But so the, the Panthers suck, and we, I have to get your – Now I don't even need to talk about it. I've been doing enough of that. Like, I don't need people to necessarily read – you know, because I don't think I can say anything new today that I haven't said already. Yeah. But you haven't said it, at least not on our podcast. Um, you're busy doing college football stuff and doing it very well, I might add. Thank you. Um, but uh, they fired Frank Reich. Yeah. McCown, Deuce Staley gone. Crazy. Lost again Sunday. Uh, Expected. David Tepper had a press conference yesterday for 13 minutes. What did he say? Mm. I mean, he I, – I, I can't say that he said a lot, but there were several things that he did say. So I'll just put it that way. But just let me just start with the basics, the general first stuff. They fired the coach after 11 games. Yes. What would you think about that? Um, I I don't know. For me, what do I think about it? I think, um, first of all, you're not going to – it's not like you – I don't think you're going to all of a sudden improve. Maybe you do, right? Um, I don't know what the – the end goal is kind of confusing. I was taken back by it. I thought he'd make the whole year. Honestly, I thought he'd just let him ride. I thought so, year. too. And then fire him at the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, I thought so, too. All right, but that didn't happen, and that's fine. Okay, so now you're looking up, and so who's going to be next in the staff? Now you're just thinking, so what is Tepper thinking? I would love to know what Tepper's thinking. What is his end goal for firing Frank Wright right now? Is it to see, like, okay, what's this young offensive coordinator like? We know we got a good defense, supposedly a good defensive coordinator. We just need another person at the head. Like to be able to galvanize guys. What are, what is he looking for? Because at the end of the day, I've been saying this on this podcast for months. You guys go back check the tapes. Kyle, I said since day one, Tepper missed the layup when he hired Frank Wright because the easy layup instead of the step back three. You know what I'm saying? Just dribble, 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 step back three in it. Of hiring Frank Wright was that hey, you got Steve Wilkes here. Yeah, the fans like him. The players like him. They asked you to keep him. You said no. You pushed him out. And that was a get-out-of-jail-free card. If it would have been bad under Wilkes, nobody's mad. No, some people might go, have been mad, but they would have been such a small minority, and even they would have gotten over it pretty quickly if it yes. didn't work and they went on and hired somebody else. Well, yes. But instead, you went all the way in. And I respect that. And, and you talked about how – I do respect going yeah, all in. I respect going all in. Like I it takes balls to do that, man. Yes, so like I, sure. I, this there are people that want me to be more venomous toward David Tepper and it's like I get it. He sucks as an owner. This is his fault. All of it's his fault. Yes. Right? And he needs to take accountability for all of it. He, I thought yesterday the press conference all of that, right? It's all terrible. But he went all in. He wants to win. But he screwed it up again. And somebody called my show 2 days ago. Uh I got a lot of calls the last 2 days. And one of the listeners was like, hey, KB, do you remember what you said on the day of his press conference when you started the show? And I was like, no, do you? <laughs> he was like, yeah. Um, I don't think that's how it went. But uh, he was like, you said uh, David Tepper better have gotten this right. That's what I said. You know, and I'd actually kind of forgotten that I said it. On the, oh, about Frank Reich? Yeah, the day that Frank Reich was introduced, uh, the day of the press conference. I went back to the studio to do my show, and I opened up the mic, and I was like, David Tepper better have gotten this right. And 10 months later, it's over. How crazy is that? It's a short-lived marriage, it's for wild, sure. Man. It's cr- and yeah. so another coach gone, another check cash because you know Frank Wright's gonna make whatever he's gonna make. Especially when you went out on a limb and said like, you know what, we won some games last year. I don't want that. Even though you weren't even trying to win games, you tanked the team and you still found ways to win. All right, because you had this certain type of mentality, you chose not to do it. 
and then you go somewhere else and you hired a coach that had just got fired in the middle of the season. So that's big risk as well. You know what I'm saying? That you choose that guy. And so no knock on Frank Wright, but that's just the truth. That's the way the business rolls. And I'm not mad at Frank Wright for taking the job or the check or the opportunity. That's, you know what I mean? I'm not over there like that. Yeah. But it's also, man, it's so – I can only imagine as a player when this new coach or this new person that gets in front of the room, and I've been here for four or five years, these players, these young players or whoever their best players are, the ones I hear them talk about all the time like he's a star, is Brian Burns. And Brian Burns ain't won not one season here. Not one. No. So, with all that being said, they don't even know what it's like to win. And you've had all these different coaches in and out of your, your locker room, supposed to be in the front of the room, and he's going to tell you to buy in. He's going to tell you to, to really do your thing and, like, man, got to trust and do this. And, bro, you ain't – I've been here. There's been four of <laughs> y'all. And so you want me to listen to you now. Right. So, like, that piece, it still remains and it's in there. And so how do you change that narrative when, you know – you don't change the narrative. Well, and the thing is um, – Well, you keep making it the narrative. Right. And I, it's why, from my perspective, I'm always very hesitant to question whether or not a player cares or if they've quit. Like, you, that's, that's a serious allegation, uh, just in, in the context of, you know, f- professional football. Only one. What? Uh, what's uh, the Davis kid that, le- that left at halftime? Oh, yeah, he quit. Like, literally. <laughs> that's the only one. Yeah, it's the only one. I mean, like, right, I'm just saying, like, all I'm, my only point to this is that, like, Chris, I just want to make sure everybody knows it is one. It is one. No, I'm not arguing with that. Uh, Chris Tabor, the guy who took over, um, he Special made a point. teams coach. Yeah, he, he was asked about something similar to that yesterday, about, you know, his concern over, you know, are these guys going to play hard, lose the, you know, losing the locker room, um, this keeps happening, blah, blah, blah. And I thought he gave, gave a good answer. He was like, you know, we're all – always coaching and playing for our paychecks, for our roster spots, for our place on the staff. And, um, you know, these guys, the best – it is in it is in their best interest, always has been, always will be, to act like professionals and conduct themselves as professional football players all the time. Because And I, that's why I think some of this stuff of losing the locker room can be overblown or, you know, guys packing it in. They're, they're all – I mean, most of these guys are playing for roster spots and jobs. Um, yes, it's competitive. It's, right. I, I compete with There's everybody. There's a lot of guys yeah. that want to do that job, yes. right? So, like, and and that's why we love the sport so much fundamentally. Like, I, yeah, because, you don't have to worry about the same things you worry about in college right, that because you do in the league. No. From, from the guys that are elite no. all the way down to the guys that suck at football, everybody that loves football <laughs> would want to take that job. So, yeah. you know, no, you, yeah. you're, you're playing for – except for, of course, the elite of the elite who've already been paid their mega money. It's a, I'm just saying it's a different dynamic. That's all. Yeah. Um, but – yeah, they, these guys all want to play hard. So anyway, back to the point. Um, the coach Tabor. It's just well, no, no. I just the Panthers are an, they're being mocked nationally so, this week by everybody. I, I would I would also say, and look, they got to own that. They oh, are yeah. the worst organization right now in sports because of the turmoil. And man, it just and I feel bad for Bryce. For me, more importantly, I feel bad for Bryce. I feel bad for. A lot of these things that have happened, it, I mean, because how are you going to be successful in this situation? Right. And I don't even know why they fired Josh McCown, why they fired Deuce Staley as well. Like, I don't even know what 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 happens or what goes on. I, I just would. It's going to be interesting to see how this thing, how this thing gets out of here. I'm with. I'm. I'm. And scrolling. how the season finishes up because you don't have as much draft capital either 
and they got to start getting those things right. Like, who – they got to get these, these draft picks right. Oh, 100%. Well 100%. I'm scrolling because I was trying to find you, I was trying to find Trey Boston, something he posted. But when you said they're the worst organization in sports, I saw he retweeted, I think it was Trey, uh, had retweeted that graphic of literally the rankings of win percentages in all of the professional sports. Did you see that graphic? Because I think that is, – is that what you're talking about? Because that is no, literally not, true, I think. I was not talking about that. That's what I'm asking. I, I think it's literally true that Carolina – I just meant – I was going to say perception with some of the things that's – that's it just hasn't gone well no but I think you're right about that I think over I still think that's technically correct and I, I want to say the if because I want to find the graphic but um, I'm pretty sure the Carolina the Panthers have the lowest winning percentage since like 2019 I think um, of any major professional organization baseball basketball football uh, so MLB NBA all right, NFL all right I'm all right I'll do it what I'll go coach. You, you'll take the job. Thank God. I'll co- That's the news we've all been waiting for. You don't want that job, do you? Kyle, I, I feel like. Or are you just trying to get fired and walk away with a massive buyout? Because that looks pretty good right now. No, I look, if I go back in that door, I'm coaching. Really? I'm coaching. You don't want to coach. But Kyle. You want to grind like that? I'd have to. You want to grind the tape? I, I, you got to grind the tape. You got it. I don't think people understand that. When Texas A&M, Ross Bjork said that, you know what, I'm looking for a coach that's, you know, a little bit more, not just going to be grinding tape, old school, just grinding tape all the time. Right. Wanted a little bit more of a – I was like, dude, that guy knows nothing yeah. about football. Like, you got to grind the tape, Kyle. You're grinding those eight, nine, ten hours – Looking for that one play, that opportunity, that one situation. Like, it's going to give you the freaking edge. Where's that edge? Where's it at? Yep. It's out there. Yep. That thing that, you know, that, mm, that, 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 that third yeah. and, and eight. Yeah. Yeah. In the second quarter, too. Yeah. We're like, okay. You see that alignment? You, you know. You see that motion? It's, it's when it's, you know. That's some Luke Keekly shit. That's some Luke Keekly shit. You right know there. what I'm saying? Oh, boom, yeah. boom. That's yeah. That's it. That's why you grind it. Yeah, man. That you is gotta, what Luke, Luke grinded. You got to grind the tape, man. Grind did you grind tape. the tape? Did you grind the tape? <laughs> As I got older, I did. You I did? I grinded tape. Hmm. I never grind. I never had to grind tape. So. I wish I would have grinded tape like that when I was younger, but then I would have probably had less less time in the streets. Hmm. So I'll take it. <laughs> I choose the streets, Kyle. <laughs> or the streets chose you. Hey, yeah, the street, you're right, <laughs> the, Kyle. The streets chose you. The streets chose me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of them now. I'm married. Yeah, you're, but, yeah. But, but they did choose me. Yeah, they did choose you. <laughs> that is absolutely hysterical. <laughs> but you know what, Kyle? It's um, just keeping this whole conversation going forward, man. I I root for them naturally, but they got to figure this thing out. And I, I want to say it again, but I hate just saying it because it's got to be proven that it can be done here under David Tepper. Is that you got to get this next move right. You you've made moves. I've seen you make a lot of moves. They haven't done a lot. A lot of them been right, and it's it's becoming unfair and almost unwatchable because it doesn't seem like anybody has a hope, like and a care. And when you don't have hope, man, dude, you gotta have hope. It's gotta be a sense of direction. If you don't, and that's just in life in general. If you don't have hope, bro, you ain't you lost. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, all right. So where to go next? Oh, I know where I want to go next with this. So, but I love you today. 
What? I love you today. Thanks, bro. Same. Ditto. <laughs> um, there was a tweet. There was a report from Ben Valen of the Boston Globe. He covers the NFL and the Patriots up there in Boston. That was mm-hmm. terrible. Why did I say it like that? Um, he says, keep an eye on Bill Belichick to Carolina. What do you think about that? Um, I would think that you would get the same result if you don't get the draft right. And New England hadn't hit home runs in the draft under Bill Belichick. Let's just be honest with ourselves. He has hit some, not a lot. He had one quarterback that played 20 years and was we all know how important he is. Yeah. All right, so yeah. let's not forget about that. That is my opinion, and that is what I'm saying, and I'll stick by those words. If you don't get the draft right, it don't matter. Bill Belichick, don't matter, because I've seen, I've seen the, the proof. That's the problem, is that – and they haven't. Just, you can't, mm. And this is my problem. Sometimes people just want to throw money at a problem instead of fixing the problem. Well, you're describing but, David Tepper. He's the yes. second richest owner in the NFL. He's and Texas A&M too. Sorry, that, about, was, that was out of left field. What about them? They just that they're very rich. Yeah, and they just throw money at the. You know, and we'll fix the problem. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. Are they? Is David Tepper the Texas A&M of NFL owners? <laughs> is that what? Oh my God, is that perfect? I don't know yet. I'm still processing. <laughs> Is that like the perfect comparison? Now I have to do a whole bit today on the show of comparing NFL owners to major college football programs. That sounds like a fucking blast. I found. There we go. We gave you some material right oh, now. Oh, dude, Write this hold down. on, hold on. I got to text my guy right now. We got to start making a list. Oh, we got to start. I'm texting Colin Hoggard right this, now. This is this is real. This is real life, guys. This is. This is real. I'm glad. I'm glad this happened. All right, so who else? Keep, keep we- talking while I send this text. I promise. I know this is awkward for a second, but if I don't text this to Colin Hoggard right now, it might not be an idea that gets fleshed out later. But anyway, um, throwing money at problems is not a way to win in the NFL. Jerry Jones has learned that, that problem mm. or that, that answer um, or that lesson, I should say, about, you know, a hundred times over, I would imagine. Um, you know, there's other examples, but like, I, I don't know, man. It, this is, it, it is a depressing state of professional sports in this city right now. And somebody's got to start making good decisions. And you, you hope it's David Tepper. Yeah. Um, the new owners of the Hornets are an entirely different discussion, which we don't have time for today. But um, you hope it's David Tepper. Like, I, that's the, the, the glimmer of hope that I think people should still have. Like, if you're really down on David Tepper, and not everybody is, but most people are, um, the glimmer of hope, or I think something you can cling to here, is that I do believe there's a genuine desire to win. I, I don't think this is only about money for him. Yeah. I think he, Ryan Clark called him a super fan on ESPN <laughs> I, yesterday. I saw that. Yeah, he's like, you know, it's what happens when you have a rich super fan running the team. And it's like, I, you know, I'm sure that was that was, the, the Tep didn't love that, but like he does love football and he does want to win. I also he's think just that's an interesting it. take because Ryan Clark used to play a long time for the Pittsburgh Steelers, where David Tepper was part owner at so i think that's a very interesting take sorry keep mm. going yeah so uh just another level to it look all these things can be set and i think david tepper is an easy target right now I, I i care less about a rich guy like m- making bad business decision in his own business right when nobody's gonna be able to fire him and he's gonna do it and it's not it's that, that part of the that is the one part of the organization that cannot change no or that is not changing. So for us to complain about it, I mean, it seems it's just an easy target for me. I, I'd rather stick to the, you know, stand on the facts or on the business part of it. And the fact is, look, this next hire, I don't even know what 
I don't know what you're going to do. Okay? Right. I right. have zero clue. Right. All right. Do I trust you? No, I don't. But I have zero clue either what you're going to do. And then, so you got to get that right. I feel bad for the quarterback who's already getting banged on by the media. C.J. Stroud's playing much better than him. Yeah, much, All much right? better. Right. His whole, his whole organization is in a much better place than him. Well, they got rid of Jack Easterby. His, you know, they, Nick Casario's making decisions, right? I mean, I don't, I don't like what they did to David Culley or um, to uh, Lovey Smith necessarily, but, like, they look like they're – I mean, D'Amico's doing a tremendous job. They got hope. Bobby Slowick looks like the next, you know, hot young head coaching name in the NFL right now. Like, all, I'm saying, all I'm saying is everything's going well down there. Like, yes. they're, it's, they're, they got hope. They go, they go to games and they think they can win. They look like a well-put-together football operation. Yes. And so Carolina didn't sniff that. And so not only that, but the roster – look, it, I was fed up because I actually watched the game. I had it on the background, Kyle. And on fourth and six, with the game on the line, you pick the ball up and you check it to pick the ball up and you – and you freaking go wide receiver screen. <laughs> and, like, that's not the first time I've seen this happen. Well, and you and not, so I'm like, yeah. and then you throw into DJ Chalk, like he breaking, off, breaking cats off. That's not happening. Well, you, you didn't what are we doing? They didn't bring him here to, to be a guy running crossing routes. You know, they brought him here to be a guy who stretches the field, keeps safeties honest, and make big plays. And they haven't used him like that enough. Um, I, I'm not saying they haven't tried at all, but I also think at times when they've tried, protection fails. That happens a lot. Right, so I, I'm not. I, I don't want to get out here like, well, they never throw the deep ball. I've seen them try a couple times, and the problem is most of the time they can't complete a seven-step drop without you know somebody coming in like a missile to try to kill that kid. And that's one of the things that does bother me about the Bryce haters right now. I understand if you're skeptical, like he hasn't done anything yet. I agree. Um, but the haters, and he has turned the ball. Over. It's like all y'all talk about is, oh, he's a, he's he's a midget. He's tiny. He's this. He's that. And it's like he keeps getting up, man. I don't know if y'all have noticed. AR-15 in playing right now. <laughs> Stroud's not getting hit like this, and y'all are out here worried. He's too small. They're going to kill him. He keeps getting up. And I'm not saying it's always going to be that way, but like yeah. this is a tough dude who understands at his size how to take hits without it being too punishing. That's yeah. a skill in and of itself. Yeah. And, and, and so, again, I'm not, trying to make, I'm not trying to make people believers in Bryce Young. I just push back on the people that want me to declare him garbage right now. Like That's, well, that's stupid. I was watching the game. Dude, the guard was getting worked. The left guard. Oh, I told Smitty yesterday. It's getting worse. Did you see son. Cade Mays, what, what Jeffrey Simmons did to him on that play oh. he got injured on? Oh, I mean, my gosh. I, no. I, I looked over at my wife, I think, and I, I said it to somebody. I was like, that guy's got the worst job in America today, trying to figure out how to stop Jeffrey Simmons. Like, that guy's a dump truck, and, and he's a violent dump truck at that. And you're right. They lost two more guards on Sunday. <laughs> so, like, you can't I – mean, you know, and then Mark Schlereth. And, and then let me tell you, you – a quarterback feeling pressure right in his face from the moment he takes up under center, he's feeling it. Yeah, little or not. walked right. back. Little or him. not, it doesn't Bro, matter. this is not easy. Right. When I already am not 6'7", and I already have to try and deliver ball in its own timing and everything, and I don't have guys that are going deep down the field, so everybody's condensing these zones in these areas, so it's already tough enough, right? When I, when I have a pocket, it's already tough. And so when this guy's getting walked back on my backside the whole game, especially when I was like, I'm like, God, dog, what are we doing? It was, it was not good at all. And so Everything about it, it was bad. And then Icky played bad. Icky played bad. And look, it's just what it is. And so either they got to do something to help him out 
because you helping him out is going to help the quarterback out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like all that. Like you, we cannot continue to allow people that do not touch the ball to beat us. Yeah. I don't care if we only roll out two guys. I don't care. I'll check the ball down every single time, and I'll play great defense, and we're going to create turnovers, and we're going we gonna to win. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Instead of just keep dropping back, getting my quarterback hit, the left tackle exposed because he is your – he's a top three pick. Like, you went out and chose him in front of everybody else. He was the one. So, help him be successful as well. You don't want to bust on these things. These are not – Good looks. Yeah. These are your last two top picks, and they don't look good together. You got to get this thing fixed because then, like I said before, it goes right back to, like, man, we look bad as an organization. And so you got to get these things. I told you I just need to go back in the building, Kyle. I just need to you don't want to do that. I don't I don't think you want to. I, I think Greg Olson might actually want to, um, but I don't think the NFL. But my only concern with that would be this. What is Greg going back for? Is Greg going back for Greg or is Greg going back for the Panthers? Uh, so, first of all, we both know he's the son of a coach, right? So, in the way coaching – I've seen him coach all the time. Yeah, yeah like figuratively speaking, coaching's in his blood. Like, literally, I guess, um, you know uh, – well, not literally, but coaching's in his blood. So, I, it's not at all far-fetched to think that the son of a coach might want to coach, Right. Uh, he coaches his kids and all the stuff they do, and I, everybody, before anybody freaks out, of course, that's not the same thing. My only point is he likes to coach. Um, coaching's a thing that he's always been around, so it wouldn't be shocking. I, 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 the only thing that I would say about it is, and I think you'd agree, we all remember what the reaction was when the Houston yeah, Texans Saturday. well that too uh, before I even go to that like that was like <laughs> mid season we're talking about Greg this would this would be yeah this would be like well no not now I oh, wouldn't oh, think you're so you're saying like in, okay. no Greg can't just quit on Fox in the middle of the season I wouldn't think I mean I guess he could Jeff Saturday I guess he kind of quit <laughs> on ESPN <laughs> you know now that I say that I mean I guess he could um, <laughs> but uh, I I think the context here is him being the permanent head coach of the Panthers with a multi year contract right. Uh, that, that's a that's a different thing, and like we remember what the reaction was when Josh McCown was floated as the Houston Texans head coach. Um, you know, not only oh my, hey, he's got no experience, but there was a lot of whoa. What about you know anybody heard of the Rooney Rule here or you know what what the NFL's been crit- criticized for? Um, and, you know, that when you got a black coach that was here, that one games for you, then it's a black coach in Houston right now that's doing well. And it's a black coach up in Pittsburgh that's been great. It's a lot of minority coaches that do it right. You fire and you fired Ron Rivera too. Sure. And my only point to that was that no matter how you feel about the Rooney Rule, the application of it, the NFL's hiring practices, any of that, no matter how you feel about those things, a, he, you're inviting that much criticism yeah. and backlash and just unnecessary stuff. Like I, I agree. I agree. I, I think that would be a terrible move. And I love Greg. Yeah, I, think I don't think I don't object to Greg being yeah, the coach. Yeah, yeah. He might be an awesome coach. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. But I think he still would need to, just to be honest and true. Like you couldn't tell me that Greg Olson, who has never coached at that level ever before, he played it. Loved. I love Greg. He's coached his kids. Been on those little teams. That's great. Love it. But you, there's no way you give him the keys to an NFL team. And, and say, like, no, nah, I get it. It's like he's our best option. Right. Like, you can't sit up here humanly tell me that. Like, nah. you just, just stop that, nah. okay? Like, that, I, that's all I'm saying. I think people <laughs> – uh, a lot of folks – It's tweet-worthy. 
You can put it out there, social. I'm cool with all that. That's fine. Right. But this thought should never, like, seriously. Again, I don't think it's far-fetched that he wants to coach or that he could be a coach. I just Me neither. I'm cool with all that. But you're leaving the booth to go, like, you just, the organization that does that, it would have to be this one, but, you know, the, <laughs> you know, the Panthers already have enough. Like, I mean, you, you're going to take that on? <laughs> you know what <laughs> You take that. I guess if you, I guess if you've already Kyle, just, Kyle. if you're already in the crosshairs of the Quote whole country. Here. Quote me here, Kyle. Just I go would, on. I you know. would laugh at them. What? I would laugh at them. You, it, really? Yeah, I would laugh. All right. I mean, a lot of folks have said they could see him more as like a John Lynch, leaving to go be a GM. You know, be a personnel guy. Um, but I just, I don't, and I'm not saying he wouldn't do that. But it's the whole son of a coach thing that I think there's. If that's true, that he has interest in coaching, right? I would, so for me, Kyle, I would think I he has go far back, more interest in coaching than being a personnel guy, right? If I was going back, yes, I do. If I was going back, I'd rather do the GM side than coach, honestly. I'm sure you would. Yeah, I would, personally. Um, I believe Greg would probably prefer the coach side of it. He's an intense guy. Greg, nice guy, but an intense guy. I mean, Greg, Greg likes – Greg has a conversation about everything. Greg can relate. I think most coaches that are really good can be relatable. Greg pushes. I mean, but he's also dealing with kids. Like, I don't – I think he would push completely different uh, as so many people have seen him in the city do as his coaching style as far as NFL players are concerned because he understands the respect factor. What are we trying to achieve on a day-to-day basis? Greg was one of the hardest-working guys at practice, so he knows what it's supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. He's put in that effort, that time, also taking care of his body. Like, so Greg is going to respect the game in that aspect. You know what I mean? So the professionalism in which Greg always performed with, expected of others, and tried to look after guys. You know what I'm saying? And he's also relatable. So those are all great winning qualities if you do want to be on the that side of the game. So that is why I would like, okay, I like Greg and for those things alone. All right. So let me, that's why I would say coaching. I agree with a lot of what you just said there. So let me pivot just real quick in the interest of time because I want to talk to you about a few more things. Um, but we never really fleshed out the Belichick thing very much. Just real quick. Belichick to Carolina. All right. That's going to be a hot story today. It already is, especially on our, our airwaves. Um, that. I think the only way you could sell that to I think the only way you could sell that to people is if he was just the head coach and there was a general manager here who had final say, right? Because of recent, you know, the the stuff in like the last couple of years in New England, they've not drafted particularly well. They haven't made great deals and then quite honestly like the catastrophe of letting Joe Judge and Matt Patricia duke it out for <laughs> offensive coordinator duties last year was ridiculous. I mean, I just would have never imagined that uh, the perceived greatest coach of all time would, would allow that to go on with a, a young quarterback that he just handpicked in the first round the year prior. Like, what is happening? So I, I don't it, – it's not that I – like, I don't want to slander a coach who has seven Super Bowl rings, right? I, I'm not trying – I haven't turned on him the way that some people have. Uh, did you see Rex Ryan the other morning, by the way? Tell him – he's like, the only reason you won was Tom Brady anyway. Just came out and said it on ESPN. <laughs> I mean, he's been waiting years to yell that at Bill Belichick. <laughs> you know Rex Ryan's been waiting years to yell that at Bill Belichick. And he just came out and said, he's like, just, I mean, just name your starting quarterback. They both stink. Hey. Bailey Zappi, P-Shooter Jones, you stink. And then I think in a later segment, he was, yeah, he was like, the only reason you won anyway was Tom Brady. He's like, damn, Rex is finally unloading. Hey, About 20 years of frustration. He's been sitting on that. I get it. I get it. Because, look, 
You should kick him because he's down. Go ahead, say it. Uh, it's but yeah. So like and he he. It looks like it looked. I mean, if the shoe fits, kind of wear it right now because y'all ain't done nothing since he left. So again, I'm not gonna. Well, they did make playoffs. Uh, Mac Jones first year. Right. They, I'm just so conditioned to believe that that is the greatest man to ever coach a football team that here I am sitting in 2023 and I'm looking at him with some side eye like I don't know if we really want you here and and I can't believe that's a real conversation but that, I mean I guess it's not that stunning but um you know because guys get old and you know sometimes don't realize when it's time to walk away and, and things like that but like I I tweeted something about it earlier this morning and uh I, I mean I got, I got people responding like yeah just to add to our misery uh one guy was like i'll give up my psls if this happens <laughs> another guy this will be an awful hire another dude screaming no at me with like a thousand o's um and it's not everybody but like the majority of these people are like no not interested i agree so so it also is this this is maybe another reason why you can compare carolina panthers to texas a and aggies because when the fans start to say no the owner listens the same way when I this is rumor that was out there, I guess that AM was gonna hire uh Stoops, Mark Stoops from Kentucky. And the AM fans said they were not pleased. Not interested. Not interested. Offer rescinded. And now you get Mike Elko. And the people are happy. And so I called that one say, too. You call that one? I get plenty of things wrong. We all do, and we prognosticate in sports. But, you know, I, 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 I win my fair share, too, and I nailed that one months ago. It's like, he's well, gone. It, if, it, made, it made sense, but like – Yeah, I mean, I wasn't a genius about it, but, like, I yeah. just – I staked my claim on that one. I was like, now, nah, assuming Jimbo's gone, that's the guy they're going to hire. Because why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Not only do they know him, but he's done a, a for just phenomenal job in Duke. Um, so, yeah, I mean – and plus, he's already shown us he, he'll take the bigger bag. You know, you, you put a real big bag in front of him. He'll go there. And there's nothing wrong with that. Well, that he's done that, though. Well, it's everywhere. He's been around a lot. He went from Wake Forest, took a bag at Notre Dame. Texas A&M offered him more money to be their defensive coordinator. He's like, yep, here we go. <laughs> you know, and then Duke. and Everybody's like, listen, if you followed his career, it's not that he's a bad guy. No one should fault him. But you offer him the most money, he's going to come coach your football team. So good for him, dude. Yeah, and I'm I think they're going to be good. I think he's going to do a good job. Um, I can't wait to see what they – look. What is a good job in Texas A&M's eyes versus what is a good job in the SEC? I think he's going to have them is, playing top half of the conference defense at worst next year, if not top third. I think they're they did that already. But, but did they? Yes. I don't know they were that, well, top, yes. top what? Where, where were they? Top half and defensively for sure. I didn't. I didn't know that. I, yeah. I thought they were more it's toward like the. Georgia. I didn't think they were the worst, but I thought they were more toward the bottom third. No, it's that. like Georgia, Alabama, mm, Tennessee was very up and down. Uh, yeah, and then Missouri. Like, Missouri's probably third. Okay, I stand corrected. I thought they were like ninth or 11th or something. No, no, no. It's okay. Don't worry about that. No, no, no For them, it's more about, all right, they're going to have a returning quarterback that got hurt early this year, so maybe they'll be better. Um, um, they have talent. Like Alabama has – I mean, Texas A&M has enough money to throw at players and recruits and all that other stuff. That, that's what they do. Yeah. Well, so point, not, I mean, Elko's just – I think he's going to have them being one of the best defenses in the conference already because of the athletes that are sure. already there and the for ones sure. that he's going to bring with him. Like Duke's Duke's best defensive player just hit the portal like yesterday. Yeah. Wonder where he's going, right? Yeah. I mean – It would be interesting because I, I just want to be like, all right, well, you know, it's going to be – man, that portal boy is real. Oh, dude. It, it's about to heat up. Oh, too. yeah. Oh, yeah. Portal, portal season about to heat up. Yeah. Yeah, Miami's quarterback's already about to be in. Van Dyke. You think he's any good? I don't know. I don't know either. 
But I'm if complete, somebody's going to pay him, I'm that's completely not my confused by him. I thought he was going to be that guy, and then he had a terrible year. He gives me like some Sam Darnold vibes, where it's like you look like what a quarterback's supposed to look like. But uh, Sam Darnold vibes, college or like NFL Sam Darnold. Vibes? Well, I mean, I think it's true across both. I mean, <laughs> I, I, all I'm saying is like that dude looks like the prototypical quarterback, right? Yeah, just, he does. Uh, but he does. Just, and then he does some things that affirm that for you, like wow, that was but that see, was a play my, right there. It's also like man, this whole just living off the portal, like on a year-to-year basis, is not good. It speeds up everything. Not good and for like, whom? Um, it doesn't always work out, is all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. All right, Devin Leary at Kentucky this year. It didn't go as well as they thought it would. And so, will he have to come back next year? I don't know. I don't even know what, if he's eligible. I don't know. And so, all these things don't – it's just not that simple. It's not that easy of a formula, especially in college football where you're dealing with 18, 19, 20-something-year-old non-professionals. Fair enough. You know what I mean? But you do hit it right when you get like a Bo Nix who's been – starting in college for five years and plays in a very simple – well, not simple, but um, and it's more about execution offense. And uh, it's not about – he's got put up really big numbers because he's athletic and plays in a lesser conference than he used to play in. Well, you know, I, we, who, do you ha- who do you like this weekend, by the way, since we're talking college football? You're going to be there. Who do you like? Uh, as far as what? Conference championship game, big guy. So Texas should. I don't think. Any, I don't. I. They're all would be huge upsets. Like that's what makes this whole thing kind of weird because when you don't have divisions, you don't get the best teams, and so or you end up with like the Big Ten. Wait, what? When like you, when you don't have divisions all the time, you do get the best teams then, right? How, I, I how mean, do you I not? guess so, but like, man, do we really want to see Texas versus who's that? Oklahoma State. Uh, yes. Yes. All yeah. right. So is that going to be upset? Probably not. Okay. Then you got Washington. No, Oregon. but that one could be. Absolutely. It could be. Hey, man, we'll see. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just, I'm not saying it won't have, or what am I trying to say? It, it is, I think it's feasible that Oklahoma State wins that game. Cool. I'm, I'm, I like mayhem anyways. I do too. I like it. Yeah. All right. Cause then I want to see what happens with the committee. Cause those guys, I don't know what they're looking at. So. All right, because Ohio State only dropped down to like six. I'm like, come on, dog. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Come on, man. All right, so then, anyways, let me stay on point here. So, where's I going? The uh, Okay, uh, Washington, Oregon. Oregon's favored. As um, they should be. You think so? I, I think so, yeah. Don't I, you? I think Washington's better. Well, it'll be oh, interesting that's what, to see. Oh, I think you said Washington's favored. No, Oregon's favorite. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm with you on Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's kind of interesting because, to me, Dan Lanning lost the first game. You're not a big Dan Lanning guy, are you? I, he lost the first game. This, I mean, this would be the biggest game he's won in his career if he wins it. Okay. He hasn't won a big game. So, that's just the truth. <laughs> and so, and so, so that would be a check mark in his box if he does. So I guess that to me that's the most interesting one outside of the SEC championship game. The Pac-12, n- no, I mean, does I, anybody care? I just the ACC championship game doesn't really have nearly as much juice either. I, I think I think that is a game that college football playoffs matters humongously because Florida State oh of doesn't course. have their quarterback. They're starting to take – I don't even can't even. But they're going to win the game. game. I'm pretty sure. Florida State? I, I, I've gone back and forth on this. I just, like, declared that very confidently, I know. But, like, I – Well, Louisville just lost to Kentucky. I know. It's, like, the sixth or seventh best SEC team. 
hadn't won has won one out of the last six games. Yeah, you let him come on the road in Louisville and and take take your cookies. <laughs> uh, and so is the ACC even that good? And so it's really weird because is the ACC even that good? You have a winning record against the SEC this year. I know, but who did they play in the in in that? Are you? An SEC honk really going to come at me with the they ain't no, played nobody no, argument. No, not at all. Not at all. Come on, well, man. I, what I really don't want to get into is – They ain't played nobody? No. Not, I'm, what I really don't want to get into is like, all right, well, the committee has told us that injuries, they're supposed to take injuries into account. So do you punish Florida State for having an injury at the quarterback, the most, most prized possession or piece on the field? Or do you give them more credit for continuing to win? I, I don't know if I would give them so much credit for beating Florida. I guess you do. But Florida's not a great team. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's so all. I, I, that's it. I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that. that's a terrible argument. Yeah. But you also lost to their backup quarterback. And <laughs> I, I don't think that this is a great Florida State team. I think it's a very, very good Florida right. State team. Um, right. I, I think Mike Norvell's just getting started, personally. Like I, I, think, I, I love that. I, I hope so. I, I like that Florida State's good. Yeah. I think it's unfortunate that – that Travis Jordan got hurt because with him, I think they're the third best team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the country. Yeah. With him. Yeah, for I, sure. He's the third best. I got it's no question for me. Yeah. I, I had him that high. But now that he's out, I'm like, ugh. Yeah. It's really different. I'm, and are they the fourth best team? Because the college football playoffs, the committee tells us they pick the four best teams. Yeah. And I don't care instead, though. Florida State should be if, if Florida State runs the table, you cannot leave them out. Okay, I'm cool with that. No, you cannot leave them it, out. It's the same thing. Like, do you even punish them for that? No, you shouldn't. All right, so because if they so win a conference then, title, if they win, I'm sorry, if they win back-to-back games, right, yep. to close out an undefeated season and to win a conference championship with a backup quarterback, you cannot leave those guys I'm out. I'm with you, right? Right. Boom, love it. So does that mean the if Georgia, Georgia's in, right? Georgia's in, right? If Georgia loses to Alabama, does that mean Alabama's in, or is Georgia out? Because Texas would have possibly won already, who's ranked ahead of them. Ohio State's ranked ahead of them, and Oregon is ranked ahead of them. So let me. I need Oregon. Washington is going to handle itself. Yeah, it is. I'm I'm a I'm a visual guy, so I just want to stare at the rankings real quick so that I can ponder. So, uh, so if Georgia, if Alabama beats Georgia, do they jump from eight into the field? Is your question? Yes. Ooh. And 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 mm, hmm. Roman, you've stumped me. Um, I, I could cheap out and tell you that history tells us that they're not going to leave Alabama out. Um, you really? Is there any way possible that you leave out the SEC championship? Oh team. yeah, I, I think like is it the committee? We shouldn't talk about it like it's an impossibility, right? I mean, I get it. You're the preeminent conference in America. We all respect that you're the best, right? But, yes, you can leave the SEC champion out if you have to. Yes, yes, yes. Um, And, Kyle, you heard it here, and I've said it on TV before, is that I believe the committee would love to keep out keep the SEC like would love to be able to do that. Last I, time in four, I think it sets an exciting. I think that's an exciting first in a way, right? Where everybody can coalesce around fuck you, SEC, right? <laughs> it's I, I, like the everybody. one, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Right? Is that that is out? Like there. if they're smart, that's a cool thing they could let everybody do for a year. It's like, haha, fuck you, SEC. You guys don't get to come this year because once the twelve happens, yeah. you better watch out. It's right, going to be a lot right. of SEC. A lot of places. Yeah. 
And so it'll be interesting <laughs> to see. Because right now they would have like four or five. Uh, this is going to be exciting. So, so when, when do you head to Atlanta? Uh, I leave t- tomorrow. What is today? Wednesday? Today's Wednesday. I try to reveal your travel plans to the world. Yeah. That's just that's exciting. I know it's like driving in for that event's awesome. I'm not going to drive in. I'm going to fly to Atlanta. So Are you? You're gonna, uh, yeah, you're I'm going to fly into Atlanta. Okay. And my family's going to come down on Saturday or Friday night or fr- whatever. And then I'll drive back with them. How about that? So, yeah, man, we just we're going to make it happen, bro. It's all good. We're going to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, um, it'll be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. That Alabama-Georgia game is going to be lights out. Game College game day is going to be there. I mean, they why are they coming to that one? I mean, they didn't choose Texas, Oregon. They didn't choose Washington. They didn't choose any of them. Which, with a Pac-12, that was in what, Vegas? In the Pac-12 in Vegas? Yes, I believe it so. Is. I, I, I believe that, so. Yeah, I think that you're is. right about I'm that. I'm surprised they didn't go out there, but it's all good. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Dude, this is going to be fun. And then college football is about to be over, and that's just awful. It's, <sighs> it's going to be – I mean, uh, it's better for your schedule. You get to, you get to work less. Yeah, I, I will get to work less, man. But it's been a really fun year. I said all year – well, the first thing I thought about this year was that, man, I was really excited for the diversity, the possibility of diversity in this season. Um, the Pac-12 having one of its better years. I mean, the fact that we've been talking about the Pac-12 this late in the year is good. And it's, um, it's not USC. It's Washington and Oregon. That's great for them. Um, and then the Big Ten, you know, Michigan continues to, you know, burn the place down on the way it's up, <laughs> rise to the top. And I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for Michigan to just continue to just burn it down as they continue to just – You just want chaos. Yeah, I just want chaos. And Michigan is about that life. They're taking all of the negative and fueling themselves off of it. And I know Harbaugh's in there getting these guys – like they're just pissing vinegar, bro. They're just drinking it and pissing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, they are in. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the man has Sharon Moore crying on national TV. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean – Yes, oh, that man. part, and so, dude, so I laughed I am, about that with you at first. Yeah, yeah like me, did, me and you had, and I, then I and went. My I, boy hit me. I was like, "Bro, you can't be doing that." Thank you. <laughs> I, I went on the radio the that. like later that afternoon when you and I talked about it, and I said the same thing. And there were a few people that were like, "Oh, that's toxic masculinity," and I'm like, "It's not like it, because no. No, nobody's saying the dudes aren't allowed to cry." What I'm telling you is. Get it together in that moment. Like you, you got three more regular season games, bro. Part. Like you, you're just you're setting a pace that's a little bit too strong here, bro. What are you gonna do for the next two? Right? Are you gonna I read a poem next him. time? I haven't seen him since. Right, and he's kind of calmed down since then. Yeah, I haven't but, seen him since. But it's like you and I say, like the man's down the street drinking a beer. You're gonna yeah. see him. You're gonna see him at work tomorrow, and you're out here crying on that, yeah, cussing on national TV. You just saw him. You just cried just a few hours ago. Yeah. Probably this morning. Had some eggs. Talked about the game plan. Like. I, he's gonna be there tomorrow, bro. Yeah, so, yeah. I, there, I had some people. I had one guy calling. He's like, I just, I think that's, uh, you know, it sets the, a tone of toxic masculinity. I'm like, I'm sorry, we're gonna have to disagree on that one. I agree. Uh, we're gonna have to disagree I'm, I'm on that one. All right, man. I gotta go uh, talk about the depressing state of Charlotte sports. Yeah, man. Sorry, I don't know if we went long short. Who knows? Who cares? All right, we'll do it again next week. Have no. fun in Atlanta. Thanks, bros.